1: Welcome to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast. My name is CP McManus. Welcome to Moon Day. Welcome to episode one forty four with me. As always, is Psycho Steve. How you doing, brother? I am sitting on a rainbow. How are you? <laughs> Same right there with you, brother. So uh right on. wanted to let you guys know, uh let the listeners know there may be a hiccup on having the cold stairs on this evening. We got a little uh miscommunication crossfired uh, they're in central time. They thought I meant Eastern time. So uh we're trying to set another date up for them just to let you guys know. But nonetheless we have Machines of Penalty will be joining us and uh we we got a lot to talk about, man. There's there's a lot to talk about. And uh how how's the week been for you, Steve?
2: I'm so tired, bro. I went to the gym at six this morning.
3: Ugh.
2: And then worked out for an hour. Then I came home, did laundry, did dishes, cleaned the apartment. Then I went to go see my parents, went grocery shopping, went to see Carl Cochran, who uh, played in a uh, couple bands that you might know. He played bass in Ace Frehley's band. He also played guitar in a band called oh, – what was the name of that band? Uh, something X, not Racer X. It was him, um Lynn Turner. Tony Franklin and Carmen Apathy. Wow. Uh, something X. Yeah, he's a Jersey boy. Went to visit him because, as you guys remember, I did that benefit for youth mental health in Pennsylvania. Yep. Uh, I got a guitar signed for their organization, Rock and Recovery. That's rock, the letter N, recoveryfoundation.org. What they do is help people that have fallen in some financial hardship and in the music industry, either it could be a family member or yourself. Uh, and they try to raise awareness and raise money to help give back to the family in need That's or awesome. a person in need. Yeah. So uh, we just did a really great charity. We did some uh, money raised to help out because, uh, you know, unfortunately, we just lost um, two, actually three, but I didn't know the third person, but we lost uh, Gary Corbett. Former keyboardist to Cinderella. He's also played in uh, Kiss and yeah, a bunch of other bands. You know, he wrote Shebop for Cyndi Lauper. He's a Grammy award-winning two times, five times. He's sold over five, six, seven million albums himself,
4: uh,
2: producing-wise, recording-wise. Just a hell of a great guy. So we raised some money to help the family out because, unfortunately, you know, musicians, people don't know. Some musicians don't have health insurance. Yeah. And you know, being sick or whatever costs a lot of money to go doctors bills and stuff like that. And,
4: oh, you yeah. know, certain
2: doctors bill uh certain insurances don't cover certain treatments and whatever. Uh so uh the great brilliant man that I love and respect so much, Mr. Eric Singer of uh KISS, uh decided to donate some stuff and we got some bids on it and The money went to help uh, Lenore and um, Gary's family uh, because unfortunately he had to sell his publishing to a lot of his music, uh, you know, to so much stay afloat. And and it killed me to see that because he was such a genuine, gentle soul and really talented. And yeah, so he had to do that. And uh, it was just you know, sad day in rock and roll because we also lost, um, you know, Jeff LeBard. Jeff LaBar too, which was very, very sudden and so quick. You know, I talked to Jeff maybe three, four months ago, uh, not to give myself a little plug, but, you know, with uh, for uh, the Metal Summit, I wanted both of them to come on. Uh, not at the same time, of course, but I was talking to both of them and I said, you know, this is before he got, got really sick. And he's like, yeah, I would love to come on. And then he got sick, and then he had no voice; he couldn't even talk. So wow. and then Jeff, it was Jeff was Jeff's just like, yeah, you know, and he seemed upbeat about it because I wanted to talk to him about Cinderella, you know, because I'm a Jersey boy, and so are you, and going to South Jersey shows uh, and Absolutely. seeing. I saw Cinderella in Philly. I got to see him. You know, I got to see him on big stages and small stages and in between. You know, I was definitely a Cinderella fan, and you know, they, you know they were signed to Polygram. So when Polygram had their record label parties and everything, a lot of them showed up. And I, I also worked alongside Jeff and Eric. Had another side project besides they had a band called uh, The Naked Beggars. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Absolutely. Uh, it, yeah, and I was working the Kiss Expo. This is going back years ago, probably close to. Fifteen years ago or so, uh, and I was working at Metal Mike, the guitarist to Rob Alford's table, and it was there was three of us in a row. It was Metal Mike's table, and then uh, members of Danger Danger, and then right next to them was uh, Eric Brittenham, Jeff LeBar, um, ignorant I can't ignorant, uh, the two girls that were in the band. <laughs> Uh, and I think one of them happened to be married to Eric. So and it was pretty cool. And it, they were all cool and everything. We were just reminiscing about, you know, like I saw Montovia and Cinderella. I saw Rat and Cinderella. You know, I saw R- Cinderella by themselves. And and they were just really just just genuine guys. And, you know, and then Jeff went to do his own thing again, and he did the thing called Cheap Thrills. Uh, Troy Patrick Farrell, Brandon Gibbs, and then, you know, Eric became the bass player. He's recently, a couple of years ago, became the bass player to Brett Michaels' band.
3: Yeah, which is cool.
2: And then, you know, because Tom put something very, very bold out there a couple of years ago, because I don't know if you know this, I'm not making this knowledge because it's been out there, just like The Party. And, um, you know, he liked to drink, and Tom straightened out and sobered up and everything like that, and he didn't want to be around it. And I think that's partially why Cinderella didn't reunite, because then Tom made a statement a couple of years ago and says, I don't want to see Jeff die. Yeah. So, you know, it's a very sad but straightforward and honest answer, and I, I agree with him.
1: You know, who wants to see one of the guitar
2: heroes or anyone die for that matter? Right. You know? And, you know, his son is now carrying the reins of him. He's not in Cinderella, but he's also in a band. I don't know if you know this. He's in oh, yeah. Tantric. Sebastian LeBar
1: yeah,
3: I was, is in
1: Tantric. I was, we talking to show, Sebastian, yeah? uh, I was talking to Sebastian last week when they were playing Bar 13, and I jokingly said to him, hey, is your pop here? And he was like, now he's home. And right. no sign of, like, any, like, Thing like that coming, it was just that sudden. Right. You know, he
2: was studying, he went to culinary school. He's like, he liked to cook. And, you know, I post on my Facebook all the time. I try to, because I have an older brother that's a chef, he owns his own restaurant. I'm not going to give a plug to him because he doesn't deserve it. But um, (laughs) I always post because I get those meals, and those kit meals, and, you you know, that you get. All the ingredients, and then despite what my ex wife says, I do follow directions. Uh, and then <laughs> you know, yeah, so and I do that for the chicken and eye, and that's what we usually have for either lunch or dinner or both or leftovers for the next day. And that's it.
1: So, uh, I'm gonna uh change gears a little bit. We talked in the middle of the week now, uh for you guys who are maybe just uh, haven't been listening for a while or your first time tuning in, we started doing something on this show. This is before Steve even came on, but I'm going to say maybe in the past month, month and a half, we started doing something called the featured song of the week. And uh, me and Steve were batting it around back and forth this week. And uh, I'm actually going with Steve's pick this week, man. We missed this one about, Three weeks ago, the video came out. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure the song came out around the same time. But uh, Wild Street's Mother really reminds me a lot of Alice Cooper. What do you think, Steve? 100%. I was just thinking Alice Cooper because they're very glamish. They're
2: very, like, gritty, glam, and they're, they're great. Um, we were fortunate, uh, meaning the Metal Summit and I, the core four and I, were blessed and fortunate to interview uh, Eric and Don on our show. And they're just, you know, I got to see them. I, I, I'm I, a late Wild Street fan. I hate to say it. I, I saw them a couple of years ago, and then, of course, I didn't for a bit. And then I got to see them in New York City. They did this, uh support slot for uh, with L.A. Guns at a, a, a club. I don't know if it made it through COVID or not. Uh, it was called La Poison Rouge. It was a really cool club. It had a really cool vibe, and they just – put on a really good show. They were very entertaining. And I was just like, wow. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen these guys before. <laughs> and then I just, I just got there you know, I just stood there and I was like, oh yeah, these
1: guys are pretty kick ass. And then, you know, and they're even nicer in person, which makes them even better musicians. Yeah. I go back a little ways with Dom. Uh, I know Dom from King to Burn in which it was a band that he actually played drums in, uh, And and his singer at the time told me he plays a much better guitar than he does drums. I thought he was great on the drums, but he is wicked on the guitar. Yes, Um, I agree. So we're going to go ahead and listen to that. Here is Mother by Wild Street. Yeah, don't get it confused with Mother.
5: General Adnan, Kito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Richie Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOCNation.
4: Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOCNation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and what the hell you guys are thinking.
1: There's little nod to Cinderella guys that uh unfortunately passed away uh this past week and uh Gypsy Road. Guys, I want to give you a quick uh a quick shout out and here's one that uh You know what, Steve, I'm going to let you do this one. You do it every morning so well. I'm going to let you do it. Uh for our sponsor Rosenfeld Dental Associates.
2: Ah, Dr. David Roosevelt and Associates, located in Edison, New Jersey, which is central New Jersey for most people, if you don't know. He takes most insurance. And if you do mention this show and yours truly, or, of course, CT, he will give you a free toothbrush, a tube of toothpaste, and some floss. Because I don't want to meet you if your mouth or if your breath smells like ass. Uh, so <laughs> go to njsmile.com to make it. An appointment, or to find out that how Doctor Dave and his crew could take care of you. Because guess what? He takes care of this one, and the better half, and he takes care. Of, I don't know if you ever knew this. He also takes care of quite a few well-known celebrities too.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I know he has uh, Corey Glover in there quite often from Living Color. Yeah, and uh, among others. But uh, another shout out to one of our uh, partners in Phoenix Custom Printing. Ken Shepherd, the man, the myth, the legend, he is a hell of a photographer. He also has all your printing needs, anything from T-shirts. He's also updating now to be able to do banners, flags, whatever you guys need. Um, If you're looking for band merch or if you're looking for, like, family reunion stuff or anything, reach him at 410-206-2081. Once again, that's 410-206-2081. Or you can uh, drop them an email at phoenixcustominc at gmail.com. And if you mention the Rock and Roll Union or CT, he'll give you 25% off your order, and uh, you can't beat that. And our second sponsor is Brett Hunt Customs. Uh, he's got all your pick sticks, laminates, everything you need for all your uh, custom merch needs, uh, needs. He also does event posters. You can reach him at 410 one two three three. Once again, that number is 508 eight. One two three three. Guys, I wanted to give you a little heads up, and uh, Steve's <laughs> Steve's been front row for it because he's been part of the group chat. This uh, this crazy thing that's been called my birthday bash. We've seen bands come in and come out and come in and come out, and the the lineup's completely different than it was, and. We, I think we're finally locked in. We're two weeks away from the event, and I think we finally have our concrete uh, lineup. That being, of course, you're going to have Whitestone, the debut full set of Dr. Rosenfeld's uh, secondary band, Black Rose Rebellion. You do not want to miss that. Also, the Mighty Crown of Earth. And the whole thing will be capped off by Hammer Sheep, guys. It's going to get a little harder and a little bit more rocking towards the end. And Steve, you're going to be emceeing that. I am. <laughs> I'm with <give> that.
6: <laughs>
2: yeah, That's new I'm to me. I'm very proud to announce that I will be emceeing it. So, and guess what? It's CT's birthday. So, guess what? We ought to, you know, have drinks, but responsibly do a shot of Jaeger or a beer. What's your drink of choice, by the way, if you drink at all? Do you?
1: Uh, I do. Um, I like beer, but it's not good for the diabetes, even though uh, I tend to have a beer or two during the show every night that we do our show. Um, But alcohol-wise, it would have to either be tequila in the summertime or I drink whiskey in the wintertime. I kind of go Um, (laughs) easily.
2: Okay, so everybody that's listening – he likes whiskey, so if there's any whiskey company out there that would like to sponsor this program, in, yeah. that would be a good idea. Any tequila too? I'm Absolutely. not. Uh, i I've only tried a couple of tequilas because there's so many different ones, you know. There are. I, I like the one that uh, Dan Aykroyd has. I think it's like really called like Head Vodka or something. I just like it because it's a skull. Quality. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah! I didn't realize that was his.
2: Yeah. So um, and then I also like um, what's it called? I've had Cabo, because of Sammy. Yeah, yeah, had to try. Cabo
1: ends ends up being very pricey, man. That's a little upscale right there.
2: Right, and then when I went to, and then I also had, uh, some really amazing run. I went to Puerto Rico, and I actually saw. I was with Kiss at the time, and I got. Uh, I went to the Bacardi factory, and I forgot to eat breakfast. And they said, oh, we're going to do the Bacardi factory tour in the morning. And I said, great. So we go to the Bacardi factory and get samples. Of course, I didn't need anything for breakfast. I kind of got oh, a little comfortably numb during <laughs> the visit. But it's really rad how they do everything because the the stuff that they don't use in the rum, they use it as fuel. For their wow, so they recycle everything, which is pretty
1: cool. Speaking of uh, tequila for breakfast or rum for breakfast, I'm going to bring on our next guest, man Mike Collins of Machines of Penalty. These guys have been around the block a bunch and they're really hitting the scene hard right now. Really excited to bring Mike on to the show. Mike, are you with us? I am. CT, how you doing, man? Good, man. I also wanted to introduce uh, my Co-host, Psycho Steve. He's with us as well, just to give you a heads up.
3: Well, what's up, Steve? How
2: are you, bro? How are you, man? Very good for my age. Talking How are you? <laughs> Not too bad, yeah. man.
7: Not too bad. Just trying to get everything together for these um, Ripper shows coming up and last-minute stuff on the releases of things. That's all.
1: Sweet. Yeah, man. So, you you yep. guys have been very, very busy. Uh, you got new stuff coming out, something that we're going to play on the show for the first time. And... Uh, yep. So uh, did you guys was, – was this a result of maybe COVID uh, that you guys got back into the writing aspect of it? Um,
7: I think it was a long time coming. We were starting to do some of this stuff before COVID. Um, we kind of paused a little bit with COVID, especially in the beginning. I guess everybody did. But uh, we started recording this stuff probably right – I'm going to say maybe the middle of May. I think it sounds about right. And then um, from there, we're doing a little different this time. We're not doing a whole record at once. We're doing two or three songs at a time. This is just going to be the first. And then from there, we'll add things to it. Hopefully, the next one comes out in like maybe November. Maybe every three to four gotcha. months is what we're kind of thinking right now.
1: You know, and then that when that's all be, done, yeah.
7: we'll release it as a record.
1: Yeah. That seems to be the trend anymore. Is uh, bands are doing that more and more often as full uh, albums have uh, not been as lucrative. I think, Steve. What do you well,
2: think? Well,
1: I... oh, sorry, Mike. Good. No,
2: that's right. I was um, going to say, you know, where bands make their money is the merch, you know, and you got to go and also touring. They don't make anything on the CDs anymore, you know.
1: Not really. Uh, no, well, you're right.
2: Not at all. It sucks, you know. They used to get big advances and whatever, uh, and now you know, lucky labels pick you up at all. You know, yeah. so self promotion down like the that. label route. The label What's route that? we found to
7: be a waste of time. I mean, we were doing the label route a couple of years back. We had signed to a label.
3: I don't. There was really? no
7: hard feelings per se, but they really didn't do much for us. We didn't do much for them. It's just. I don't think anybody quite knew what their job was when it came to that.
3: <laughs> Not like it was right. back
7: in the 70s or 80s. It's a very different world now. Um, yeah. Everything's self-release. And the nice thing about doing short releases are that we do get a little bit of a, of a, of a bump in, in interest. If I can release things every three or four months and we're doing gigs to coincide with it, you're right, we can get people out to the bars a little more often. Hey, these guys are doing something new, something interesting, let's check it out. As opposed to an album, you get that once, and then you wanted to ride yeah, out for two or three years. Now we're going to try and do it a little differently. That's all. Maybe awesome. we do little bumps. You know, wow. <laughs> sounds terrible to put it that way, don't it? <laughs>
1: but uh, getting down yeah. to like the, the the writing behind all this, uh, what what did you guys draw from inspiration this time out, and what's been going on with the band? Um, we we we've, we've had our ups and downs. I mean, there's some been some medical issues. Um. We kind of
7: like not gave up, but we kind of pursued other interests in like fourteen or fifteen. We got back together in sixteen. Uh, it, was, it was a little slow start, and then uh, that was a year or two again, uh, and then working out all the people. Uh, uh, when we restarted in sixteen, it was Matt, me, Matt, and Brad, or and we were three of the guys on the first record, but we didn't have Jay or Steve back yet. Now it's worked out over the last three years. We have our original bass player Steve back. We have our original drummer Jay back. So things are strong again.
0: It just That's took us awesome. a little while
7: to work all that out, kind of work all the rust out, you know. Um but right now we're firing on all cylinders. We have the original lineup back. Everybody's healthy, everybody feels good. You know, writing-wise, Matt does all the pretty much all the all the lyric writing. Um the rest of us, usually Brad and I, will come in, come in with a riff of some kind and then we kind of build from there. But I'm not going to sit there and say any one person really writes songs in this band. It's it's usually a group effort. Gotcha. So yeah, it's like everybody brings something to the table a little bit.
1: So uh, you said you were getting ready for these upcoming shows. What do you guys got going on?
7: Uh, well, we got two things. This Friday up in Freehold, New Jersey at Archie's, and then the following night, the 24th, over at Bar 13, we are doing a direct spot, a direct support slot for Ripper Owens.
1: Nice. It used to be a ice
7: earth yes. uh Judas Priest. Yeah.
2: Looking forward to that. Awesome. Dude, it's going to be a big one. Tim is, is such a welcome. class act. The whole band is just the, just he's just he, he carries himself so well. His voice. I'll tell you a really quick, funny story. Years ago, when Ripper was with Priest, it was Priest, Warrant, Dawkins, L.A. Guns. Uh, I think. Uh, let me see. Firehouse. It was called like the Bad Boys of whatever.
4: And okay. they were
2: playing in Asbury Park at the convention center. I'm just on side stage because I was friends with, with Barry Sparks, the former bass player to Doc, And I'm watching mm-hmm. in. and I was just like, wow. And this is when Don sounded pretty good. And okay. this guy with a baseball hat was just standing next to me, and I thought he was just some you know, fan or a roadie. I didn't know who he was at the time or cool. anything. And he's just like – and I was like, how's it going, man? He's like, good, man. He's like, if I sound as good as this guy, I think I'm going to have a good show tonight. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm Psycho Steve. He's like, oh, Ripper. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> <It was> Ripper <laughs> Owens. And I was like, oh, shit. Nice to meet you, man, because, you know, he wasn't in his – you know, he was a civilian at the time. Yeah, so, yeah I get you Sure. So. I've,
7: I've had the opportunity to speak with him, like mostly through text mail, text message, email, and all that. And honestly, the guy couldn't be nicer. So my yeah. take on him right now is he's pretty much a stand-up dude, super nice, yeah. super easy to work with. You know, been great with us. Like so I'm looking forward to meeting them on on Friday and then playing with him those two nights.
2: So how much are the tickets? And is it 18 to party, 21 to drink?
3: Uh, yeah, I believe it's
2: 21 or over. Bar 13 is 21 or over. I'm not entirely
7: sure about um yeah, Archie's up there in Freehold. I believe that also uh-huh. is a bar though, so it's 21 and over. I'm sure. Um, the tickets on the website, you can go to the website, any of the websites, and if you type in Rip Rowan's machine's she's a penalty, any of them will come up. I think I believe they're 18 bucks. Or if you happen to be lucky enough to know any of us personally, you can hit us up and we can give you a little bit of a discount on those tickets.
1: Awesome! So yeah, we're we showing them how people.
7: You know. We, we got to support the locals. We got to support right. you guys. That's, 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 yeah, yeah, and that was part of the deal with doing the whole thing. And, and you know, so it's, it's it's working out so far. Ticket sell gigs can be tough sometimes. I'm sure you guys hear that a lot. Um, I got to admit, this one has not been that bad. You, know, you tell who you tell people who you're playing with. The, the bands, our bands, solid enough. And then you say, oh, by the way, we're playing with Ripper Evans.
1: And people go, Oh, really? <laughs> um, it's is, well. uh,
3: you
1: know I don't know if either of you guys saw it. I uh I was watching a couple old episodes of Bar Rescue and uh, Ripper actually has a bar that was on bar, bar Rescue. Yeah. And uh um, yeah, it was a pretty good episode and he seemed in that people. episode to be the most humble guy that you guys are talking about and just a down to earth kind of guy. Well, like I said, <laughs> come on out come on out on
7: Saturday, man, come meet a
2: you know? Yeah, he also besides this so, project, he also has his other project that he's doing with uh, KK Downing.
1: Three Tremors.
2: Uh, I think it's called uh, K.K.'s something.
1: KK Kiel? Priest or, or something, K. right? Priest? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Gotcha. Which is it's pretty awesome. I interviewed KK uh, about two years ago, and he was oh, just cool. just really awesome, class act all the way as well. You know, still lives in England and everything. So I didn't have long distance on my cell phone. So I bought a prepaid phone card and used okay, that. Cool. Uh, yeah, and he was really cool. I was just like, when I called and everything, I'm like, may I speak to uh, KK? And he is, depends. Do I owe you money? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm calling to interview you. He's like, ah, God, all I right. Must like I said, yeah. That's uh-huh. awesome. So, so yeah, you guys have always been pretty decent. You know, yeah, yeah, maybe Ripper will pull out some tunes from Rockstar soundtrack. Because you remember, he did <laughs> do some of the music on there, too. It was I him. Did, it was I did, did not know that. King,
3: you
2: know, Millie from Steelheart. It was him. Oh, yeah, what a lineup that Joe. was. You know? <laughs> that's so, boy, I did you
3: not, need not to do Steel
1: Dragon! Well, but well. Uh, back, back to Machines of Penalty. Now, um, as far as Anything else coming up? Now, this is what you guys got in the books. Anything after this coming weekend? And after that,
7: we are doing, we'll be going down to Mays Landing, New Jersey.
1: There, our friend Jerry
7: Ryan runs a, a fundraiser every year, Elephants for Autism. He raises money that goes to a local um, school for autistic children. It's down outside of Atlantic City, Smithville, I believe the school is in. I'm not entirely sure of that. But I'm, the, the charity he's been doing for years, we've played it now. I think this is the 13th or 14th year. I think we've been to 12 of them now. Um, wow. Great lineup of local bands. Meat Plows playing, Us, Burned and Effigy, uh, Gutter Royal. A, a, overall, it starts Friday at around 6 o'clock. There's, I think, 15 bands Friday night. There's three stages running. And then they're on Saturday. I believe the bands start around 12 or 1 in the, mor- or in the afternoon. And they run till about probably around midnight or so. Um, the heavier guys are on tour later in the night, but there's three stages. So there's alternating stages outside. There's a stage inside for more like the acoustic songwritery type acts. Um, the bigger, meaner bands are outside on on the outside stages. It's, it's always been a good time. That's a great little bar. It's in the middle of the pine barrens. You blink, you miss it. It has excellent food.
1: Um, it's a good time. Um, so Mike, let me ask you, when you do any of these like outdoor shows and you get some of the heavier bands involved, you can see a lot of, uh, A lot of pits, a lot of must pits. Uh, last year or so it hasn't been
7: much. I mean, it depends on the band. Some of the bands inspire a bit more of that than others. Uh, The last year, obviously, that's been a little bit quieter. You know, we've all had our moments of that in the past. Um, Yeah, Central PA is big on that, man. There's some brutal pits. They will demolish you, and then they'll sit there and be all upset. They knock you over and dust you off. You all right? You all right? Yeah, man I
3: do it back
7: to it, you know, and back in you go and it's like, Wow, that's awesome.
3: I, I so, can't go
2: in a pit, I'll break a hip or something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you sound
2: like me, my friend. You're getting a little longer we are, you know?
1: Exactly. So, I
7: always said right, that I, uh, metalheads
1: yeah. are some of the most nicest people you'll ever meet though.
7: I, I agree with that statement, yeah. I think that's true. Absolutely true.
1: You know, Smart, too, for the most part. You know, that's something that I think is uh, a lot of times overlooked in the realm of metal as far as the lyrics and the content is concerned is so much of this is steeped in classic literature or history or a combination of the two. And and there's so much that you can learn from these lyrics. Like, I I think of bands like Megadeth or uh, Exodus, bands that have had, like, those kind of lyrics, do you guys find yourselves like doing that style? Um, Matt,
7: Matt, Matt writes from the heart for the most part. Again, most of the lyrics I got, I got to credit Matt for That's mostly him. I think he writes about what's going on in his life a little bit. Um, I do believe some of us feel things a little harder and deeper than others. Gotcha. Um, he is definitely one of those dudes. Uh, maybe you could set a bomb off next to me and I'd be like, Oh wow, well, that sucks. But um, I'm mostly pretty calm with that kind of thing. But, again, I know quite a few folks in this music thing that are, that, again, I think the way to put it is they feel things a little harder. You know what I mean?
6: Yeah. So,
7: yeah. Um, so, a lot, of, like I said, yeah, I, most of his lyrics I do think come from personal
1: um, trial
7: and tribulation,
1: you know. Um, I have to say, honestly, as, as an old metalhead myself, that I think, yeah, a lot of it <laughs> comes from – Realms of uh, dealing with things, and that's another reason for becoming a metalhead is we have that community, we have that family, and a lot of people kind of stick together through that.
2: Without a doubt, I agree. Yeah, definitely, you could see that with most metal and rock shows because I've been to—I'm a genre fan of—I I like pretty much everything. I've been to like a hip-hop show, I've been to a rap show, but you don't get the sense of family with them and everything there's more violence going on with their not just lyric content but i mean like actually at their shows so i that's why i haven't really gone to a hip hop or a rap show in a very long time because for safety factors but when i've been to a metal show when i was you know okay and i wouldn't break a good hip um you know, if I was in the pit, I remember I've been knocked down plenty of times, but they I've seen someone raise out their hand to help me pull myself up and get back in the pit, or you know, so should be
7: welcome back at it.
1: Yeah. So, so Mike, fun. let me ask you. Let me <laughs> ask you a question: How do people go about finding machines of penalty as far as like social media pages or uh, things along that line?
7: We have our – obviously, our Facebook is the one that we're, we're I guess, of age to use. Um, I do know we have Instagram and Twitter. I don't think our Twitter page is really kept up as well as maybe it should be, but none of us are Twitter people, really. Uh, yeah. Instagram is hit or miss. Facebook's pretty pretty up to date, though. So I would say for locally, if you want to reach out to, to – you have a question or you want to look into booking or just kind of want to shoot the shit, probably Facebook is the way to go.
1: And as so, far as booking, uh, who handles that for you guys?
7: Uh, pretty much me. That's yeah, okay. we are self managed, so we all kind of have our little jobs. We kind of sit there at the end of the week and say, "All right, where's everybody at?" And you know, most of the booking is done through me. Um, and it's it's, it's it's right now things are going well. I mean, like I said, I think people are really sick of being in in, in the house for that last year, year and a half. And um, I've noticed we've been getting back out there playing a little bit, and our our gigs have been crowded. And I'm not sitting there saying like, "Oh my God, it's us." It's It's just I think people are more apt to say, "You know what? I want to get the hell out." So you always have your friends, and you always have some people like, "Yeah, you know what? I'll try and make it out." And you don't see faces. You do, you know, you see ten percent of what you invite. You know what I mean? Or who you? Yeah, I hear you. Um, of late, dude, we're 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 posting some numbers. It seems like we've done very well in Delaware. It's been a great place lately, um, and that's um that's about where that is right now. So I mean,
1: yeah, Delaware. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of places in South Jersey, unfortunately, for original music right now, of any sort.
7: Jersey's a little dry. There's some places down in Lake City that look like they have potential, but we don't know what they're doing yet. So they're still trying to find their way. I like to hope.
0: Um, yeah, a well, we'll big
1: shout out to uh, Steve Weiss down there. He uh, with Norstep Productions. I know him very yeah, well. Steve's good. Uh, Steve's a good dude. Run, uh, run both Jersey Shore jams with him, and uh, we've been out to a couple events there. But uh, outside of that, I I think Steve's the original guy for Atlantic City, and. Um, this part of South Jersey that I'm from, Gloucester County, Salem County, uh, Camden County, we we don't have much as far as original scene.
7: No, there's not much at all. You're absolutely right. It's a shame.
4: So, because we uh, did just
7: do that thing a Time Out on a Thursday, and we uh, the bands that were there absolutely killed it. Killed it. Standing room only. And now I hear wow. it's becoming a Starbucks. Thursday. It I from what I understand I haven't been up that way in a few weeks but I believe it already is.
1: Oh wow, that was quick. Uh,
7: yeah, well, it, from what I understand that 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 weekend they had their final couple of gigs and all that, and from what I understand the the Monday morning the bulldozers were there. So, wow. Yeah, it went it went quick. Um, but yeah, we they the, from talking to Cheryl and Bob up there they let some of the original bands play and they were a little hesitant to do that I think. They were like, Oh, nobody'll come out, nobody cares about original bands and it was saying only. it
1: was packed in there. Packed. Well you know Mike, and that's that that's up. one of the things that I kind of um and not not to say too much, but I was kind of put in a unique situation when I saw that they on their closing weekend were for the first time putting original music in there and I was like if you'd have done this a while ago it might have been different. And I just feel like some of these club owners, some of these bar owners need to start taking more of a chance on our local scene.
3: Uh, Definitely. Yeah.
7: I, I, I mean, it's a double I mean, I understand it. It comes down to this. It's all entertainment. These guys, I'm sure all got big nuts to pay on these bars and they just want to make sure they're going to have asses and seats. I don't really think they care what they're put Some of them do it. They're into the music, but ultimately, you know, they they were there. It was, you know, the, you, you gotta kind of push and push, and that's sort of what we did. We were up there in Cheryl's ear a lot, saying, "Hey, why don't you give us a shot? I bet you will do fine." And sure enough, it worked. She was going to let us do it, and then I think what happened there is things beyond their control changed. Like in other words, I think they were totally okay with. Like they were like, "Wow, we were wrong. These guys brought a lot of people," so. I think they were kind of like moving going forward when this was all originally discussed. I think it was going to become a more regular thing, and then unfortunately the world around them changed. Like I think there was just business yeah. decisions that, you know, they weren't privy to when we started talking about doing that. So uh, did yeah. it work yet? Yeah, worked phenomenally. Well. Hopefully, some other club owner saw and said, "Yo, they did that and they had a really great night. Maybe not every weekend. Maybe do it once a month." Right. But the night we played there it was us, gutter royal, meat plow, and um, um as we become ghosts. Uh, Another great Rattie, band, Dave yeah. Wood, friends of yours. Yeah, those guys played. Um, they were all great. All the bands there played had a great night. They all brought a lot of people out. You know, these bands are they're charming guys. They they all have a lot of friends. They they all bring them out, and they all like to drink a few. You know, <laughs> they're good for <laughs> your work.
2: bar. And that's what there's a saying I it's say good about local bands. You know, there's a saying, you know, support the locals because you never know. The locals could become the regionals, and the regionals could become the nationals, That's and that. you can say – right. And the other
3: argument too,
2: what's that? You
7: know, like all these cover bands, you have all these cover bands who are doing, like, these cover songs and cover songs, but without the locals and local original acts, they got nothing to cover. Some of them have got right. to go on to be kind of big. You know what I mean? Eventually, yeah. ACDC is going to die out. They're just – they're getting old, you know? yeah. At some point, you got to pay attention to what's going on around you. And Jersey, I mean, historically, Jersey's like one of the best players. like Think of all the great acts we've had come out of this state. Heavy, not nah, I mean, uh, like heavier stuff. Overkill. You had um, Vicious Circle, where we're out, were, are out of Jersey yet? I mean, as far as like Springsteen and Bon jo, I mean, some of the biggest rock acts, acts and rocks have come out of the state of New Jersey. Why yeah, do we not have there, original folks? So so to take a shot? came
2: from New Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I came from Jersey.
3: But, uh, I'm trying to
2: lose some baby weight. I get to the gym. I'm not that heavy anymore.
3: So just saying.
1: <laughs> so my last question for you, Mike, is we're getting ready to play this new one that you sent my way today. Cool. Uh, hits Away. Could you uh, tell us a little bit about this?
7: Uh, that song is about a friend of ours who is no longer with us. Kind of went a bad path. Um and I like, we, we we all, on a personal level, feel that he made some bad decisions on who he chose to spend his time with. Yeah. And the song's sort of about that young lady. So, gotcha. there's, there's, some, there's some creative license taken with it, but, you know. Absolutely. Ultimately, I always tell people, song means what you want it to mean to you. You know, when we wrote it, we were thinking one thing, but you hear it, maybe you dig it, maybe it makes you feel a certain way. Was that what it was written about? Sure. That's what we wrote about then.
1: You know what I mean? Hell, yeah. So, guys, this is Mike Collins from Machines of Penalty. Make sure you get out Friday night. Artie's in uh, – what town is that in again? It's in Freehold. In North Freehold. Broadway. And down at Bar 13 Saturday night in Wilmington, they'll be opening up for Tim the Ripper Owens. Mike, thank you so much for being with us tonight. And Thank you. If anybody thank wants you, thank to reach you. out
7: for tickets, they can go to Facebook, MachinesofPenalty.com. So, there awesome. it is, and guys. Uses, uh, all, right. all right. Thank turn you so, so much others, everybody. everybody. Here, Here you go. We go. Thanks, man. Have a good night. You too, man. Good talking to you guys.
6: Good talking to you. You,
2: you too. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation.
1: Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com.
5: VOC Nation provides live, daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the maestro,
4: Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square.
3: The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast, guys. And in the past, this show has seen between two to three interviews a week. And it was a very conscious decision to kind of start stepping back from that a little bit and give ourselves a little bit more room to talk about different topics, different ideas, and uh, be able to enjoy our guests for as long as they're with us so we don't have to rush on to the next one. So um, with that being said, uh, I'd like to introduce a new topic or a new uh on the shaver and call rock talk, but uh, this Steve, I, I I gotta say for the first topic that I want to bring up, I've been hearing so much about Vince Neal and how he walked off stage like twelve songs into a set, and then the the show after that I heard was kind of the same thing. Should bands like this know when to hang it up? Should like bands that can't perform
2: anymore still go on? Yes. I 100% agree with you. I honestly think they should. No not, not disrespect to Vince. I have been a Motley Crue fan since shot, I don't remember, the first time I saw them. Shout at to the Devil Tour. I, I, I absolutely love the crew um, for, you know, all many different reasons. I, honestly, yeah, definitely. Because the fact is, you know, why get ridiculed? Go out on top. I thought they did the right thing when they did sign that thing saying, you know, we're done and everything. And if they're struggling for money, then go do side projects. Nicky did it at 6 a.m. And, yeah. you know, the other project he just recently did with Rob Zombie and John 5. Tommy Lee could go and do the horrible rap that he did. Or, you know, <laughs> Nick Mars with special guests on a couple of CDs that should be coming out. And he's also coming out with a solo album. Vince really honestly I and I and I don't disrespect the man because you know he has talent but you know unfortunately
1: his health has caught up to him and his voice sucks. Yeah. Now you're you're you know? it's, it's, well here's the thing that bothered me the most and you guys are welcome to call in and join the discussion at any time. Phone number is 914-338-1885. Once again it's 914-338-1885. And the, the couple things that I want to say is when they announced that farewell tour, I made sure that I took my sons because I'm like, this is the last time you're going to get the chance to see Motley Crue. And right. when they announced that they were getting back together, it just felt cheap. And it, they weren't even gone five years. They, they They weren't gone a long time at all. And right. it felt like maybe the farewell tour was – just a dig for money? Maybe. Well, see, I, I also got
2: a lot of pushback and everything because here I am, I'm a huge Kiss fan, as most people that know me knows that I, I worked with the band and, you know, I was there from the reunion to Psycho Circus to the farewell. And people are like, oh, they're cash grabbing, you know. I thought they were retiring, end of the road and everything. I said, okay, so this is them covering up so what they did is they said farewell to Ace and Peter and then they brought Eric and Tommy on and now they're finally doing it the right thing they're calling it a quiz as they should Uh, I'm sorry but you know Paul's voice isn't strong enough you know and you know Gene can't just carry a show you know he can't do a two hour show by himself Eric and Tommy you know are no spring chickens either but you know they're eventually going to go ahead and do their own solo thing, or, or join another super group, or whatever, or enjoy the millions of dollars that they made with being in Kiss. And I'm not knocking them because they're super talented too. But just like you said, there is fans out there. I honestly think you know, like when Brian Johnson lost his hearing, and then they brought on Axel, You know, come on, really? I honestly think they should have sort of said, you know what, Brian. Thank you for serving us from nineteen eighty till now, but we should go. Because they've lost members, not
1: from here. From oh us, yeah. But they lost members from death. The way I looked right. at the actual rose thing was kind of like them them fulfilling their contractual obligations. That's kind of how I took right. it. Like they yeah, sold these tickets, they had to yeah. make good on it somehow. So it wasn't like them coming back out of retirement it was kind of like and I really strongly believe had it not been for COVID that ACDC would be on their farewell tour right now I think that's the next thing that's coming out from these guys if they decide to get back on the road Um, but it's just between things like Vince Neal and then there's other things and I wanted to pick your brain on this one as well was what about bands like Quiet Riot that have no original members left? Should they still be calling themselves that name? Or I mean, it, what's well, the difference okay. between a band and a football team at that point?
2: Okay, so here's the thing. I'm glad you brought that up. So I've known the whole incarnation of the only person I've never met out of Quiet Riot is Randy Rose. but I've met every member that has been or that is in in Quiet Riot right now. And this is the thing: is Frankie Benali that i rest in peace, uh, wanted the name to keep going. And you know, and um, Alex spoke to Regina, who's Frankie Benali's wife, Frank, uh, Regina uh, Benali, Says, "I just want to keep the legacy going, even though there's no any technically there's no original member." And everybody's like, "Well, Chuck Wright," I'm like. He's not an original member. He came on a couple years later because Rudy Sarzo and then Chuck, you know. And but and then of course they have Jizzy Pearl, and then before that they had uh, uh, what's his name, American Idol, um, James Durbin, and you know. And they've had some really great singers and a lot of great people play in that band. But Alex is just, you know. Carrying the legacy and everything, and he doesn't say, they're not they're not they're a tribute band because they're, tri- they're tribute to the former members of the band you know it's the same thing with foreigner they only have occasionally one member of foreigner
1: come in, and the rest of the band is there's not an original member of that. And, you know, that was just brought up. I was in a discussion Saturday night, and that was brought up. And I didn't even realize that because when I saw Foreigner, Mick Taylor was there. But I heard he's only making like 40% of their shows. So 60% of the time, they have no original members in that band. Right. And it's and,
2: you know What I would love to see, personally, you brought up the crew before. I would love to see Karabi join crew again. But I know that what oh, yeah. happened, because I love the, when the crew he, era with John. Because I love John. John is you know South Jersey boy, by the way.
1: Um, and going back to Motley crew, I mean, so we got shut down with COVID. Right as right? right as it felt like that big arena tour was announced, we got shut down with COVID. So they had right. a good year, year and a half to work to get things in shape. I mean. Vince, if he was home, as every one of every one else of us was, figure he could be out there working out, working on his voice, losing some weight. I mean, this is his job. Right. I mean, I don't understand how this guy doesn't feel embarrassed. Right, because he's getting ridiculed at all the memes and stuff like that. I mean...
3: Uh, it is beyond
1: me. And
3: right. so and, and let's put this
1: out there. If, God forbid, Motley Crue pulled out of that stadium tour, do you see anyone else able to be able to fit that spot? If they reunited,
2: yes. I could see a couple bands that I think should be on that bill. If they can, you know, like, honestly, I I, I would love to see Skid Row.
1: No, oh, with Sebastian Bach, of course. Hell yeah. Right. You know? Uh,
2: it's really hard to say because there's so many bands of yesterday, today, that can't really... That's why they had to bring Def Leopard into that mix because Def Leppard still pulls a lot of people. Yeah. You know? John Jack, unfortunately, even though it's, her band is incredibly talented, what was the lineup? It was... Joan Jet Poison and uh, Joan
1: Jet Poison wow. Death Leopard and uh, Motley oh, Crew, yeah. right yeah. yeah yeah that's it so you know uh, Joan Jet is a great
2: support act but she needs a, a, a you know she's great for what she is and same thing with Poison you know they're a great support act they are not a stadium act there's very hard there's very few bands that are stadium at level still that we all love and respect. You know, I, I'm quite impressed that, you know, Guns N' Roses is doing it. They're doing two dates at um, MetLife Stadium where, you know, the horrible New York Giants and the amazing New York Jets That's play. That's killer. You
1: know? Which I mean,
2: crazy, my, dream, but my dream, and I know I'm cool. never
1: going to get it, but my dream show, stadium show, and I, I swore to myself that I'd stay out of the stadiums just because I hate the mile away from your seat. There's no connection. There's no <clears>
3: – <throat> it's right.
1: so different in the stadium. I feel like when bands play stadiums, they're doing it to be able to have that many seats, to have that many people come out. And right. I just got done watching a Grateful Dead documentary, and they were talking about how they hated the stadiums because there was no personal interaction. Like you couldn't see the people in front of you. Everybody seemed so far away. And I've been to so many stadium shows, but the only thing that I would go back to if there was ever a stadium tour would be Skid Row with Sebastian Bach back with Guns N' Roses. That's my dream. That's what I'd love to see.
2: I don't want to rub it in, but I did see that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it, 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 but the thing is, is it really Guns N' Roses? It's really three out of the five original members
1: of, of Guns
2: N'
3: Roses. Uh, i, I, I don't think like you're members.
1: closer, you're closer with GNR than you are with a lot of the other bands that are out there still calling True, themselves yeah. the same thing.
3: Yeah, I mean,
1: there's a lot of bands out there that, like I said, we mentioned Foreigner, we mentioned.
2: You know, same thing with Journey. They just have like a mixed match of people in the band. You know, Steve Perry, they don't have him. They don't have Steve wouldn't, O'Jerry. Wouldn't
1: have, ACBC be that now, too? Wouldn't it just be Brian and Angus left? Yeah. Even Brian wasn't on the original.
2: Exactly. You know, it's difficult because a lot of people are either dead or retired or don't. You know, I don't want to do it anymore. But they keep going, and they're still putting asses in the seats and still
1: selling merch, you know? So here's another discussion topic that came up to me Saturday, kind of going along in the same vein. Are we seeing the end of stadium tours? I mean, these bands are getting older. Is there any bands coming up that you can perceive selling stadiums or selling even – say the, the arena shows.
3: Mm.
1: Is there mm. anyone at that height of popularity as far as rock music is concerned? Well, there's some really great up and coming bands, rock bands, and everything, but I don't
2: see bands like we had before at that scale. Yeah. Uh, don't give like I said. I'm not discrediting any of those these up and coming national, local, regional bands at all. I just don't see them as the future Zeppelins or Kiss of our day. Yeah, you know. Unfortunately, the music of today isn't like it was yesterday, because the pop bands and the indie bands are what's selling the arenas. In the stadiums now, yeah, it's a whole even the, the hip hop is, yeah, you know. Uh, who's you know, if you think about it, you know, also, if they do it, they have to have like four or five bands to do it, yeah. They can't just do one band or two bands, they have to have several because they all kind of like link to each other. That's why finally. America is waking up and doing these festivals like the M3s, like the Rock, Oklahoma. And there's that new one that's happening in um, Maryland. Thank you, Bradley. Masquerade. And then there's the other one that's happening in uh, Tennessee for Monsters of Rock. Monsters on the Mountain. Yeah. 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 You know, but look how many bands are on that. If you put like, just Winger and slaughter on it, that's a good club show. That's not a that's not a stadium show. That's not even a freaking um you know, it's that's like that's like uh that's like a two thousand, three thousand seater thing. Yeah. That's not a twenty thousand thing. Back in the day, even when they were in their prime, they couldn't fill the arena by themselves. They needed to have a bigger band bring, that's why you never saw when Kiss, oh, Kiss, what was it called? Winger and Slaughter and Srat and Poison and Firehouse and Danger, Danger and Warren. They never did uh, a stadium tour by themselves. They not had sure. a lead with a bigger band and they were freaking awesome doing support for Kiss. And all then if these big bands that we love and everything are still going out on the road, that's why they still have to bring. Also, because they don't even carry their weight anymore either. You know that's why honestly I hate to say it. Kiss isn't playing, you know, giant stadium or MetLife Stadium and everything. They are playing uh, arenas or um, concert halls, but they're not as big as they were. And they're also just bringing what? They're bringing like a couple dates. They're bringing uh, David Lee Roth for the tour. He will bring people to the tour. What is Guns N' Roses bringing? They're bringing Mammoth, Eddie Van Halen's son, his band. He's a newer band, and
1: he's, he's gotten incredible reviews on that new album of his. And it's great. Yeah. Pre-COVID, to come out with, uh, they were they were paired with Green Day, which I thought was a weird combination. What band? Uh, they were paired with Green Day. Really? Uh, Guns N' Roses was going to play Philadelphia with Green Day, which I thought was a real weird combination. That is weird.
2: But you know, so, but so, like I
1: said, none of these national acts can really
2: um, carry their weight anymore.
1: Now, do you think that's – do you think that's the band's fault, or do you think that's the people that are listening, or a little bit of both?
3: Both.
2: Because the thing is, no one's really coming out with new material anymore.
3: Has Johnson &
2: come out with anything yet?
3: No. Because,
2: and yeah, they, they were one a couple years ago. What, the, uh, the Chinese democracy? <laughs> How long did that take for them to come out? And oh, man. What? That, that was just Axel. Right, exactly, and it's a great album. And it took them eleven years, twelve years to release it. You know, it's sad. Yeah, DC hasn't really come out with anything. Well, no, really they came out with anything. a new album last
1: year. Um, right, but then they got the setback with COVID. Granted, okay, yeah. they had. A, and I'll, I gotta say, their new album was kick-ass, man. They They really wowed me with that new album. Right. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. But the other problem is you have bands that are consistently putting albums out, that are consistently putting music out, but they have no real promotion behind them. So, the diehard fans know that it's out there. Like, I think of Alice Cooper. I'm a huge Alice Cooper fan. Me too. But you, you'd have never known he had Detroit Stories out, let alone <laughs> – Along came a spider than any of the albums that he came out with in the past, say, 10 years. Right. And I don't
3: know if it's the marketing
1: behind it. I don't know if it's – but you don't hear anything behind it.
3: Right.
2: It's not just them, you know. And and look who's touring for him because he can't fill an arena. It's it's really – Yeah, he's with Ace, yeah, yeah. But even Ace can't even carry it, and these are both guys that have been in. They are not. They are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Shame,
1: but they still can't. You know. So I mean, something's got to change. Something's going to have to. I mean, unless, I mean, if something doesn't change, then things are really going to get worse, and. It's gonna be just an underground following for music, and it's sad right
3: so, I don't know okay.
1: what the what the answer is right but think about it there's no band that we used to listen to that really
2: could go out and really you know people are still riding on the- the nostalgia wave. And when they see yeah. Guns N' Roses and they put not in this lifetime and that you say, oh, you know, Slash is back, Stuff is back. Well, what about Steven and Izzy? Yeah. Why aren't they giving Stephen an opportunity? It's not like he's doing drugs anymore. He's not. Because he sounded fantastic because I watched a lot of his videos because I am friends with a couple members of Adler's band. Um. And he sounded great. He was a good spirit, everything. You know, he has a really solid band backing him. And the vocalist, uh, Amir, his name is, I've yeah. heard him sing, right? He's, he's freaking awesome. You know? And he's so nice and genuine.
1: He's from, I think, Argentina.
2: The only um, thing that I
1: wish for Steven would be for him to himself make some new music. He's been living on Appetite forever, and uh, he's much more talented than that to be able to come up with his own original stuff.
2: Right, and it's not like he couldn't, because look at the guys in his band,
1: and girl. Tanya, you know,
2: Tanya's a freaking badass bass player. Yeah. And then, of course, then he has um, Michael Thomas, that used to play, believe it or not, in Bang Tango, with Joe Lisset, when before Bang Tango reunited. And then, um, what's his name? Alistair James on guitar as well, who used to be in Adler's other project. Uh, and then Tanya, can't think of her last name. It's O'Callaghan. Great bass player. Just, you know? And then they have the singer. If they came out, and they, I'm sure they all can collect or write some songs, yeah. throw them in the mix. You know, I'm not saying all just, you know, the first three Guns N' Roses albums, because that's what, what, was he on three or four Guns N' Roses well,
3: albums? It's it all like Illusion, two different.
2: <laughs> right, I was going to say, wasn't he on, the, so he was on what, Appetite for Destruction, Lies, and Usual Illusion Part 1 and 2, right? Yeah. Okay, so those are four albums.
1: Uh, and then Matt Storm, I think, came on board. Wait, no, Matt Matt came on board for Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, so yeah, Steven was only in Wise and Appetite. Right. So, so yeah. Hmm. But, you so, know, some people that's all they can do. That's all they can do. So um, I'm going to leave it at this last question, and then we're going to sign off. But my my, my question, and I keep floating this by people, and it's funny when I float this by people, because they'll come back with honestly, bands I've never heard of. Can you name a band that you would consider legendary that came out in the past 20 years? Hmm. One that was so big that you could see them future Hall of Famers, or just considered legends another 20 years down the line? That's a really good question, bro. That's, wow, you stump psychos. Let me
3: think about that <laughs> for a
1: minute.
2: That is, that's a damn good question, bro. I uh, know.
1: I can't Not think
3: of it. No. I I
1: could never answer that. There's bands out there that are really
2: good, but they will never sell out arenas. You know they are incredibly talented, but I I will never you will never see them in the rock and roll rock and roll Hall of Fame, everything like that. And I I'm a big fan of them. I love their music, you know, especially their first I'd say three to four albums were just incredible. Right? Otherwise, no.
1: I mean, it blows my mind that we. And, and I no, know there's isn't. talent out there, I know there's amazing music out there, but I right. can't see anyone that's had that kind of prestige or that kind of following that would, when you see these legendary bands that we have going back to the 60s and 70s that have been out for 40 or 50 years, I can't think of a band from the past 20 years that I could see being out for 50 years. 40 right. years, 30 years from now. Like, yeah, I mean the the, the biggest one I could think of is the Foo Fighters. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, okay. No, definitely because you know what I I really like them. I, I'm a late bloomer when it came to them. You know, I heard a couple songs and I remember when I I played a couple of their tunes on K Rock, but really I just you know I I didn't get into them. But now that I've watched like Live videos on YouTube, and uh, I definitely think, see, that's a band that I really think could really carry some weight. Um,
1: yeah, I, I could go with them.
2: But now yeah, there's
1: fans, bands out there. Don't get me wrong. That I think had they come out in the '70s or the '80s, I think they would have been legendary bands like Hailstorm. Right. I think Lizzie Hale could have held her own with any of the female rock bands from the time. Heart or uh Heart or Fleetwood Mac or any of the other female led bands that are that were out there. I think she could hold her own, but just because of the market now. She can't go out on her own.
2: See, that would be a great tour. You know, but see, they're playing it smart. Look how many bands are doing that tour. It's Hailstorm. Evanescence, uh, a band named Plush, that's with Mariah from Micah. Yeah. Her all-star all band, or her all-girl band, and like one other band that I've never heard of. But, you know, think about that. Hellstorm had to do direct support for Alice Cooper and Motions and White a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, that, that show. That, that was a great show. Yeah, at PNC, it was really good. But she couldn't do. A stadium tour by herself. No. She's a really great
1: support. So like I said, had she come out. In had she came, come out in the early 80s, she may have.
2: Oh, she would have blown up like a tick. Are you kidding me? Yeah. If she was out there with Lita and Jones, yeah.
1: But she wasn't even an
2: itch in her daddy's pants. How old is she? Is she like 20 something, 30 something?
1: Nah, I gotta say, she's older than that. I'm looking it up now. Okay. But, uh, Yeah, dude, it's just, uh, I'm waiting to see what happens from here on out, man, because it's just, Lizzie Hale is 37 years old. Okay. But, um, yeah, I'm just waiting to see what happens, man. I'm hoping that there's, I see a few young up-and-coming bands, but a lot of the newer bands that I've personally seen recently consist of people my age. That are trying to carry that torch, but we need more young blood out there.
3: There isn't any so there is
1: young no. there is young
2: blood out there, but they don't have this power like we did, yeah, they can't do what those bands did. they can't carry the weight, no disrespect to them. I just don't think they they have it in them.
1: It's a matter. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I've seen some uh, really great talent out there. And uh, one guy that my, my son turned me on to um, who's a TikTok star, believe it or not. I, I don't know anything about TikTok.
2: <laughs> I, I just want to. I've <laughs> put maybe two, three videos on there. But that's it.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't personally tell you that I've that I I mean, I've watched a video or two that were, like, on Facebook, but aside from that, I really don't know much about it. But uh, oh. he sent me Adam and the Metal Hawks, and it's a oh. bunch of young kids that are doing, yeah. like, Metal car co- I think they're freaking awesome. Yeah. But th- th- let's
2: go back to what we just said, because they really be the next big thing. Yeah. Because think about it, there is no MTV, there's no VH1, anything like that. It's going to right? be the
1: matter of TikTok, or it's going to be the matter of what other forum they come up in. Right. So, I mean, right now, maybe that that's, who knows? Who knows what it'll be, but there's going to be something that smashes through, like MTV did, like other things before it did. And that's my that's my hope, is that something changes the face of music, and I think it's a matter of time before something does. Right. So. Anyway, anyway and, and uh I, I also wanted to remind our listeners once again the July thirty first, my birthday bash out at Bar thirteen in Wilmington, Delaware. Get out there. Tickets are only ten bucks, and that ten dollars you're paying to get into the door. Helps pay the band. So, man, just look at it that way. You're getting four killer bands, man. You're getting Lightstone, who very rare appearance. You're getting Black Rose Rebellion, who is their very first full electric set. They debuted at Jersey Shore Jam 2 with a three-song acoustic. But this is all electric this time, guys. You don't want to miss it. Crown of Earth. If you've never seen Crown of Earth, guys, they are Hard, they're rocking, they bring up uh, like the Maiden, uh, Judas Priest sound, but it's all original, guys, and then we're going to be topping that all off with Hammer Sheep, another heavy band, we're going to rock a little hard on my birthday, guys, Psycho Steve's going to be emceeing it for us, and uh, another thing that I wanted to mention before we go out is our walk for autism is October 23rd. You can go on our page and subscribe to that walk if you want to walk with us. Uh, We'd love to have you along as your time to come out and hang out with the rest of the Rock and Roll Union. Or you can just donate, and all that money goes directly to Autism Speaks. Any uh, any last plug for you, Steve? Uh, Let's just be nice to each other.
2: Like Bill and Ted said, be excellent to each other. But also... Um, CT has always been a pleasure Joining you with this Everybody don't forget to support your local scene The regionals You know And of course the nationals So when you go to a show Don't have to be put on a guest list Just you know, pay the dance ticket And if you can buy the merch And show support Share the page if you're on any form of social media Um And then you can watch my ugly mug With the other three You know Meatheads, I call the core four, meaning us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the uh, Facebook Live, and now we're on YouTube Live. Uh, It's called the Metal Summit. Um, And you guys got Whiskey Grin this week, right? And we have Whiskey Grin this week, which I am pretty stoked to hear because I'm a late bloomer, see? (laughs) This pan. I really, you know, I'm digging it. And you know, it's all about you know, music to me is my religion, my therapy, and you know, it, it it it's helped me get through a lot. And you know, if you want us to play your music here, hit us up, hit us up on all our socials. You know, um. CT now is on Instagram. It took him 40 years, but now he is.
1: <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Uh, you can hit us up on any of those. Uh, and then also, if you want to sponsor CT's show here, our, our show here, hit him up. And then, you know, we're not going to gouge you, and We're going to take great care of you. And, you know, and... Like I said, uh the guest that we just had on this evening, thank you for joining us. If you're still listening, go check out his band. He's very fortunate and blessed to do two shows with Ripper fucking Owens. Yeah, this man, you awesome. can't beat that. Ripper it's freaking so, top
1: I wanted to bounce one thing off of Steve real quick before we go, guys. He had mentioned that if you want us to play your music, you can listen to it here. I mean you can just drop it here and uh Guys, we're always open to playing new music. We usually close out with a certain song. We're going to close that out after this next song. I almost forgot to play it, but we're getting it in. There was a uh, a Rock and Roll Union member sent this my way, a guy named David Walsh. Uh, it's a song called Lonely Man. So we're going to go ahead and listen to that, and then we'll have our close out. And uh, guys, you have a great rest of your week. Steve, thank you for joining me as always, brother. Always a pleasure, brother. Much love. Much love, brother. I'll talk to you soon. You got it, man. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. You
6: too.
8: On the tender side of the road